And we're back. Because we're the prodigals. <laughs> the prodigals. <laughs> so cheesy. Oh, oh. That's gold. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. We're so cheesy. All right. Uh, welcome to the Product Gals podcast, <laughs> where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. So that is why we are here for you. Uh, we are by no means a source of authority on any of the topics we talk about. We just want to talk about and process through some of the world's difficult topics. Uh, this episode is a special one because we are introducing two of our female contributors who we have dubbed the Prodigals. <laughs> <laughs> as you can see, as you, as you heard from the intro, uh, it is our hope that these wise and faithful ladies will join us frequently to share their unique insights to the topics we discuss here in this podcast. So... I will just let them introduce themselves briefly. Jenna, you can go first. Oh, sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Jenna. I'm actually Mark's wife. Of, um, I think we're hitting, what, seven years now? Seven years. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> That's crazy. Uh, I'm Isabel. I'm actually Billy's wife. Wow. <laughs> what? Billy. Um, yeah. <laughs> We've been married for a year. Yeah, <laughs> newlyweds. Where do you guys work? Oh, I, so um, I was a teacher for uh, several years, and then I recently just switched over to a new industry. So I'm in the financial industry right now. Cool. Yeah, I um, I studied public health at university at Brock University. And I now work at a home health care agency. And yeah, it's a great time. I was going to go into detail about what I do, but <laughs> even I don't even know how to condense it. So I'm just going to leave it at that. It's a good time. Good time. Good time. We're here for a good time. Not a long time. <laughs> but a good time. But a good time. But a good time. So yay. And I am Mark, as usual. Uh, the rest of the guys are taking a break this week, and in this episode, we will be discussing the idea of missions, and so for all of you who are not familiar with the term, the term missions means the vocation or calling of a religious organization, especially a Christian one, to go out into the world and spread its faith. It can look different. Um, there's long-term, short-term, local, global. But tonight, our focus will be pretty much on short-term global missions, uh, which these ladies have varied experience in. So, without further ado, welcome to another Table Talks episode. Table Talk. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Perfect, because like Billy does it, right? Yeah. All right, so our first question would be, could you give our listeners a brief overview of 
your experiences in missions? Yeah, so I'll go first. Um, so my missions experience has come from when I was in university. I was involved with a, a group on campus called Power to Change, which is a it's an interdenominational organization, um, pretty much with the view or the goals of spreading Jesus to everyone, specifically students. Um, and so with that organization, I've had the opportunity to go on two short term missions. So the first one was in 2017. Um, I went to Peru with a group of, I think it was 60 students from across Canada. Um, and that was a, a great experience as well. It, and since I was with P2C, which is part of change, um, it was towards reaching the students in Peru. So we partnered with um, just the the universities in Peru and um, the existing Christians that are there and just helping with discipleship there and helping um, with just reaching more students on that campus to come to Christ. And so that has been a good experience. And it's it's a lot to learn about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was definitely like a kickoff because I was like my very first missions experience ever. It was I, the reason why I got into it. I don't know. I think back when I was in grade 12, I just had a desire like, oh, what is global missions? It's interesting, like just like a very, very like minuscule thought of like, oh, you know, like going places, preaching gospel, like that sounds great. And so I kind of just went in on like a a whim, just kind of like a leap of, I don't even know if it was a leap of faith. It was just like, I'm just going to do it just because I'm going to do it. It sounds like a great time. Um, And I think that was a kickoff of me understanding the Great Commission truly of like what it what it is, um, being able to see like, oh my goodness, there are so many people outside of my home, like outside of my city that really don't know Jesus or have no clue like what the idea of the fact that Jesus died on the cross for your sins are. Um, And Peru, it was a very Catholic centered Mm -hmm. country which they do know, um, you know, about Jesus and they know a whole lot about religion. And so so the focus there was really trying to help students understand, okay, like, why do you believe the things that you believe? Like, you say you believe it, you know, you've grown up with it, um, but why or like, what is the significance to you? Like, how has it impacted your life? Um, And... There was, I I guess, just like one small snippet of my experience was there was one girl that I met just, so the the way that we do it, it's it's just like, it's just, um, it's strictly like university ministry. So Monday to Friday, like during class, like uh, students are going to classes. So we would just kind of meet students in between their classes or at lunchtime. So I met a girl and I was able to talk to her about Jesus and she knew about Jesus, but 
wasn't really living truly to her, like, an extent um, of her faith. And I remember at the end, she she wrote me a, mes- a message in Spanish, which I couldn't read, so I had to Google Translate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like the sweetest thing where she said, like, thank you so much for reintroducing me to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And she said, thank you for showing me the Jesus that my mother, my grandmother taught, like told me about Mm. and for helping me realize how important it is to follow Jesus for my whole life. And then like, it's just like one story like that. Mm. And then to think that like now, like it doesn't just stop there, but she sees the importance that she wants to share it to others around her, like her classmates or her family. Um, So that was kind of one little bit of an experience from Peru. Um, And that just kind of kicked it off for everything. And I was like, oh, I just I just want to share with everyone like around the world, whatever. And then so the next year, 2018, I went to East Asia, which was a a closed country. And so what it means by closed is that um, Christians there may be persecuted. or, yeah, if you talk about any sort of, like, Christianity, like, it's really looked down upon and it can get into really technical legal legal things. And um, so you had to be really careful. But mm. in that way, it was all the more kind of a push for me to go because to think that um, these people – in this East Asian country just see Jesus as a myth or it's just like, oh, it's just like a a Western story. You know, that's just what people believe or just what, that's what people, whatever, grew up learning in the West side. And so mm-hmm. that was like a really big push for me to go. Um, and that was inter- and that experience is a little bit more interesting. It's the same thing as well because with P2C, so it's with with students. Um, so again, it was just meeting students outside of their class time or at lunchtime. Um, and that was really focused more on just establishing relationships with the students there. Um, like it wasn't something where you just like walk up to someone and you say, oh, hey, like, do you know Jesus? Just because, yeah. yeah, very different. You can't do that or else, you know, you never know <laughs> what can happen. But um, yeah, and so... Um, Um, yeah, so I think from East Asia, that's where I, I learned a lot about how, yeah, like there are people groups around the world that really have no clue about Jesus. Like I remember sharing to a student and I said, uh, Jesus name because we were talking about, you know, like Christmas. And then I told her about like, oh, like I celebrate Christmas because of Jesus' birthday and she like looked at me like who like who's Mm. Jesus and like just to think of people who like haven't even heard the name Mm. which is crazy because here like in in Canada um, people know the name of Jesus but then in places outside like maybe they've never even heard the name Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that was one thing that was just really shocking for me um and just made me realize like okay like it's really so serious and then it made me 
it, it pushed me more to even invest in those. It was literally like maybe like one student, like one or two students from that that university that I was uh, part of in East Asia, where I was like, okay, like I'm just gonna invest in you and really um, introduce Jesus to you because then you can share it with with your friends and your family and just go from there because I'm only going to be here for five weeks so it's only a five-week trip um but yeah so anyway so I think just overall just with the two mission trips that I've had I've learned a lot um just about yeah like the great commission and Mm -hmm. I've it's grown me a lot in seeing how important it is to be sharing our faith and I don't think I would be as passionate about sharing my faith if I didn't go on those mission trips, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, and just seeing how much God can use you and just seeing how much God can change other people's lives if, like, by just going on a short-term mission for even like four to five weeks and seeing how much growth there can be past that one conversation. Um, yeah, and then just seeing, and again, how much God can change, you know, like cities or universities or countries just by one conversation that you have with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really important because, especially in places like East Asia, where it's like, okay, there's really not much exposure to the gospel. So even one conversation is like so huge for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. And then overall, just a big jump start to my <laughs> my love for sharing the gospel. Really, sorry that was long, but <laughs> that was great. great. Jenna, so I've had like a similar background with Isabel. I guess I also came from um, cap- campus ministry, um, same organization. Power to change, um, and so. They're really big on when build send, and um, I just remember that was really my first um, time I saw these people like on fire to share the gospel, and that really just inspired my own faith. And I remember sitting at one of the meetings, and they were talking about the ten forty window. And so, for those of you who don't know, it's basically an area of the world that has the most population of non Christians. Mm-hmm. So I think it spans like a bit of like Asia and then South Asia all the way like I don't know Papua New Guinea area yeah. kind of thing. So um yeah. Middle East. Middle East? Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. yeah. So um I was just so caught up by that notion that this there's this area in the world and like um my Bible study leader um at small groups the week after was saying how like we should ache for Jesus. Mm. Uh, uh, we should ache the way Jesus aches for people who don't know him. And that just like kind of stayed with me. Mm. And so like it was a really intense introduction into wow. missions because um, I start, I joined on um, with a team for East Asia. Um, and so that was like Isabel was saying earlier, a closed country that we went to. And that was really such a big decision for me and my family to let me go because Mm. just like coming from a very conservative Filipino household where it's like, Oh, is that safe? Like who are you going with? You know, um, Mm. didn't really know anybody. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So 
it was a big step for me in my faith, but I was just so caught up with like people who didn't know Jesus. And it's one of, it was weird because it was one of those things where like I was praying about it. Like, should I go to East Asia or not? Or should I just do something like a little bit more, um, like a bit more freer country, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was praying about East Asia and I like opened my Bible, it, it led me to like Romans ten fourteen. So mm-hmm. it says like, how can they know? Yeah. If, how can they call on the name of Jesus if they don't know? How can they know if no one tells them? Okay. And so how beautiful are the feet that, bring good news and I was like okay okay god I get it so it was a really strong conviction for me to go and I could tell why because I think from that experience like god just ignited my faith so Mm. as Isabel was saying like being in a country where you see how different it is um people's people's interactions or knowledge of god is so different from North America Mm. and not Many people grow up with the knowledge of who Jesus is or the fact that God loves them. Um, it's just so stark, like almost like culture shock, right? Um, and so I think that that really just blew my mind being mm-hmm. there. And it was a big um, shock to my faith that I was living in this like really comfortable, like Christianized Asian, mm-hmm. well, not, well, a little bit, uh, like free to worship wherever wherever I want and whoever I want. And then there are people over across the world who don't have that kind of freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there were two things that really stood out to me. The faith of those who were there were so strong because they were just so faced with um, knowing why they believe and who they believe in. Because in the face of persecution and in the face of family who don't agree with you, in the face of government, maybe, who's not really open to you worshiping whoever you want, they had to be so strong and so close to Jesus. So that was one thing I really took away, what real faith looks like. And I think, too, the leap of faith that people had, like the students that we worked with, Mm -hmm. for them to decide or to take a step of faith to start bible study was huge in their lives it was like maybe going against family going against friends you know um going against everything that they had been taught so that kind of faith really just showed me how powerful the holy spirit is Mm. because i was so new with just sharing my faith and I was like I cannot do this none of this is me and just seeing the Holy Spirit work is is so mind-blowing um so that's cool and so one thing that really I took away was like we had prayed for 26 people to come to faith on my team and and we were like okay we're making it 26 because if we make it 25 it'll be like a little bit like obvious (laughs) like it's just like an even number but if it's 26 it's really God Mm. and it was 26 people that came to Christ Wow. So God is so crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I love that. And then I came away. I came back home and I was like, I didn't even see anything like the same as before. Yeah. Like, everyone, like my family was, you know, my family, my friends were people who I just need, wanted to share my faith with. Right. And then um, so I went on another mission trip later on that year with my church family. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the Philippines to just do like nightly meetings there. So actually, Mark was at that mission trip. 
Yeah, we didn't talk at we all. We did not talk there. <laughs> it was so funny. There's a picture of the two of us, but we weren't talking. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. So it's like me and Mark giving away some um, like medicine maybe or vitamins yeah, yeah. to um, a group of villagers. And we were just giving it away, but we were right beside each other. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really funny, but we never um, talked. I don't think we were smiling in that picture. No, we we're just like, why are you taking this picture? <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, that's so funny. So look at us yeah. now, babe. Look at us now. <laughs> Um, that was really different too because um, like Isabel mentioned before with countries that are like super Catholic and mm-hmm. um, a bit more uh, exposed to what Christianity um, is or what the Bible is. It's so different. It's like, of course you're a Christian or of course you're, you come from a Christian background. Um, so what, what new information do you really mm-hmm. have for me? You know, right. when you're trying to make relationships and, yeah. And bring people closer to Jesus. So that was a whole different world in terms Mm -hmm. of missions. Um, I think I, what I took away was like the, the physical um, persecution. Cause like, I don't know what it is, but like overseas, I feel like, like the devil has like a bit of a stronger hold on like the weather or, certain mm. other things yeah. like here it's like the allure of money and success and then overseas maybe it's about like more f- visible things mm. yeah. yeah so i remember there was one night where we were trying to hold a meeting and and then like something was happening like the weather was bad and then nothing was working so we were mm. gonna cancel it and so we just decided to like group together and do like a quick prayer meeting and really mm-hmm. just beg god to come through wow. and and he did like completely mm-hmm. and so we were able to go on with that nightly meeting and wow. mark's dad had preached that night and everything so well, he did <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so my dad was a pastor and that uh the main speaker in that uh, evangelistic effort yeah wow. yeah so that was really different and um I I think faced a lot of like I had so many mosquito bites at one point oh, like I oh. couldn't I wasn't able to think about anything else oh, except for scratching shoot. and so um, a few people from my team had just come around me and said like hey like let's pray over you because maybe this is not really what's supposed to be happening and right. like you're under attack and right. whatever so um, they had prayed over me and then after that i kind of felt like a piece in my heart because i had also lost my luggage like it was just one thing oh, after another yeah, yeah 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 i was like borrowing underwear from people because oh, i just dude. like had nothing yeah <laughs> it was just like Gross. like god just like and yeah. all i had to do was just like i i had nothing left but him mm. um and that that really grew me so much too so yeah so so both experiences like Isabel's was very different and hugely growing oh, yeah. in our, my spiritual life. Hmm. Thanks for sharing, guys. Okay, so in your opinion, um, do you think missions is prioritized properly in the church? Are we putting enough effort in it, do you think? Especially in this context or... or like in this modern like context, are we prioritizing it enough? I think it depends on your church. Yeah. How was your church growing up? Um, 
I think it's pretty good. I mean, we've, I mean, I feel like missions is something that a church organization would just like just always has like you know like a budget for or just like there there's like some sort of committee mm-hmm. um so it was definitely a thing mm-hmm. for sure um oh it turned off yeah so i definitely think it was a thing um but well i guess what it, it would what i i do understand is you know like growing up I like it, I guess it's just it's just sometimes it's just hard to see like the priority of global missions mm-hmm. and I think the reason is just because it's such a large idea you know like it's hard for us to even think past our four walls mm-hmm. you know it's it's even hard for us to think about other people like just the people next to us mm-hmm. and then how much harder would it be to think about people across the world so I think in that way, it could be easy for people to, or churches to maybe put less emphasis on it, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, yeah, maybe because most more churches are just focused like on, you know, like their local city, missions. local, like their church, which is fine, like which is totally great, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's just because maybe people aren't exposed to it enough. People aren't talking about global missions enough or people just have, like, a stigma of, like, oh, like, why do I have to pay, like, so much money to go? Or, like, mm-hmm. why do I have to go all the way there just to whatever? Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just people's perceptions. But, again, it really just depends on the church. True. Yeah. Yeah, because it does seem daunting with... Um, the expenses that you have to raise mm-hmm. and then the time that you have to take off. If you're working, then you have to take that time off. Mm-hmm. If you're a student, you have to make sure it's the right time during the year. So yeah. it does seem like it it is demanding a lot from you. Um, I came from like a, a church background where we didn't have um, like a team mm-hmm. for global mission. So like Aww. Mark and like that, that must have been like one of the first mission trips in a really long time. That was my first experience, mm-hmm. and I was already what, like nine, no, eighteen. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. I, like growing up, I wasn't exposed to it. Although I was exposed to my dad, like when I was in the Philippines, I was exposed to when my dad would go to different villages yeah. and um, all these, you know, local spots yeah. in the Philippines. But going out with a team with a sole focus of winning souls for Christ wasn't really. I guess emphasized mm. uh, in my uh, childhood. I think so, like our church probably yeah. has had med- medical missions. Like that's what they really focused on in terms of international missions, where like nurses would go or like okay. right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bit different with the youth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and the way that my like our church works is that. Like, we don't keep the funds within the church. There's, like, a higher organization. Oh, yeah. So all of the funds, it's, like, a small fraction that is left with the church. Mm. So we can't really, like, allocate a budget towards, like, a mission. Oh, because, okay. or so we have, I mean, like, I guess that's just 
this the same with other churches um, where they fundraise or they, you know, self-support themselves mm-hmm. and or support raise. Um, but there's really like not an emphasis towards like putting a real budget because our church can't. Right. Um, yeah. So it's not really a personal experience. It's more. So my church have missionaries mm-hmm. uh, and then they, they do have programs and training missionaries and sending them um, all over the world mm-hmm. but in terms of training the local church and the members it's not really it wasn't really a priority mm-hmm. and the way that it worked really is that it's sort of partnered with like the mission is sort of put beside fun stuff to do so it wasn't really like focused on missions it's like oh we're gonna sightsee right yeah uh, we're gonna do this whereas although there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but it's sort of put in the same pedestal same level when i i believe like mission should come first right and then when everything's done then Mm -hmm. maybe like go out and see the town Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i remember like when i got back from our mission trip in the philippines so i had um done like a little wrap-up i guess in front of the church and shared what i learned and how much the holy spirit taught me and and everything and and then afterwards like people were like wow that's great that you went like i could never do that so i think there's this like mentality where you have to be trained yeah like the right way and be really confident know your scripture which wasn't the case at all (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. i think that like god really uses anyone who's willing and so that's something that maybe Mm -hmm. causes churches not to focus on international missions because they don't feel like they're 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 congregations ready Mm. yeah yeah and even just to think of or maybe people have the mindset of okay there's only like this small fraction of people who can do global missions you know Mm -hmm. and like you go like i'll send you like it's i'll just stay here and then which is okay like of course Mm -hmm. there's um you know like there's a everyone plays a role in missions like whether you're here or whether you're going um but but then it becomes where it becomes dangerous is then if people are like oh like i'm i will never or like mm-hmm. it's just like so closed off which yeah. i think happens to a lot of congregations because like you see one missionary and you're like oh like they're the missionary but mm-hmm. like i'll be here yeah. and and then maybe that just like keeps like that's just the culture or like the mentality that like just like goes on and on and on and then so that's why it's just a very like small fraction of mm-hmm. the church's vision. Well, some some churches' visions. Yeah, which is why I support. Like, if you were to put in front of me like international mission versus local mission, I always would go for local because that helps you, teaches you that you know it's your life, mm-hmm. that it's a lifestyle, it's not a trip. Right. Um. But then, in my own life and in your life, like you've mentioned before, that was the gateway of god showing us like expanding our mind in terms mm-hmm. of mission and so i do believe that god uses international missions um but there's a lot of like it should really be local people that you're supporting when you go overseas 
Mm-hmm. Because when yeah. you leave, you and your team leave, then like what happens with the people that you've, yeah. you know, helped and had formed relationships mm-hmm. with. So there, there's a lot of things. So I do believe that local missions is really what's for most people because it teaches you it's a lifestyle. Right. But God can definitely use international missions to expand your mind mm-hmm. of like how many people need yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I think like you brought up a really good point and I think the church um, should definitely send people uh, to overseas, you know, locations mm-hmm. um, short term to broaden their perspective on, mm-hmm. you know, like America or North the North American context isn't the only like yeah. context there is. Like yeah. this isn't only where Christianity happens. Or, right. Um, there's also things that happen in Peru and East Asia and the Philippines or um, mm-hmm. Latin America or mm-hmm. um, and then just learn and be inspired by like the bigger challenges that people face in the world and right. to see how um, how good we have it here and to just be inspired by that and to um, to see the lukewarmness of the church in compare comparison to how people are working overseas and mm-hmm. um, and I think that that can be a big inspiration but also like the church should also focus on building a te- you know a local team down mm-hmm. there totally. because as you said if when you when the short term people leave if you don't leave anyone to support the new believers then mm-hmm. it'll just go back yeah, yeah yeah they will just go back to their other beliefs and i've seen that happen so many times um mm-hmm. especially in the philippines um mm-hmm. and i do believe that like local missions is also important and there's also room for both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we see Peter in the Bible, the scriptures in Acts, uh, Peter took some time to go to different places mm-hmm. short term, but he always came back to Jerusalem. And then there's also James and the rest of the, you know, the, some disciples who stayed in Jerusalem. We don't know mm-hmm. what they did or where they went because it was it just wasn't recorded. But it seems like James and his cohort stayed in Jerusalem mm-hmm. long term. But then like Peter went short term, and then Paul went long term, mm-hmm. like to Corinth and mm-hmm. the rest of yeah, yeah, Greece. Yeah, yeah, uh, so there's definitely, and I I kind of like hate when I see, not hate, but dislike when I see articles you know, putting so much emphasis in one kind of mission. Yeah, and, true. Like, devaluing others. Like, right. why, why is short-term mission so, like, bad? It's like, no, it's not bad. Yeah, it's bad if done poorly, mm-hmm. but you can do it in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, if To just see, to just explore and evaluate, how, how can we do this in the right way? Mm-hmm. How can we do long-term? Because there's also... Do, a way of doing long-term poorly Mm. right there's also room for that and then there's definitely room to do short-term poorly as well and then local missions like poorly so there's actually so there's room for all of those things to be done poorly and so we should always evaluate yeah um how we can do this the right way right if we're doing local missions if that's our priority how can we do it the right way um hey let's do some short-term missions overseas how can we do how can we do that the right way yeah and 
oh, we're going to send some long-term missionaries yeah. somewhere. How, how, how should we do it the right way? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, and now looking at it, like, it's kind of like, it's like the body of Christ, you know? Like, they all support each other, like, local missions, global mm-hmm. missions, short-term, long-term, mm-hmm. like, um, they all exist and they all support each other, you know, mm-hmm. and well, because like with sh- well, short term, all can always support like the long term, mm-hmm. and then the long term can always be supported with the short term missions, and then mm-hmm. when you do local missions, that drives you to see the importance of supporting those going overseas. So like in mm-hmm. everything, it's always there's always room, mm-hmm. and always like room. the like the body of Christ, like the hand can't do what the foot is doing, like the same thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just. We're all working mm-hmm. together to build his kingdom. <laughs> so, go. Anyway, something I've noticed too is like sometimes when people do go overseas, they have like the savior mentality. Mm. Like I'm coming here to give this amazing message, which is true, but it's just Fair. like I am your only hope kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I think it goes back to just doing it well and and knowing why you're there like you're coming with a spirit of humility almost right. mm-hmm. um and really just seeing what god has in store for you yeah 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 and ultimately it's the holy spirit who's like gonna convict people yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah so having that mentality is actually dangerous because what if like no one like one or two people end up believing that's big but then what if it comes short of your expectation right then you're kind of gonna get, you're gonna get like kind of disappointed right um, and you're going to start questioning, oh, was this the right move? Um, but yeah. so that's a really dangerous mentality to have a savior complex when it comes to missions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. But, you know, as, as we talk about you know, the body of Christ um, and some being called to missions, long term missions or overseas or local, um, what do you think we can do here in Toronto or in our respective local contacts to support missions there's lots yeah there's lots of things so you mean like Mm -hmm. um international missions yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah um well there's always obviously if you can't go and you can't give your time and your effort there's always prayer prayer is huge Mm -hmm. um just praying for people going overseas missionaries that are there long term um so prayer support is a key thing um Mm. and then also uh financially support them Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah and i think what's important too is um like when you're supporting a missionary like a short-term or a long-term missionary international missionary um like the importance of like encouraging them and keeping up with them like even while they're there Mm -hmm. and and supporting them and encouraging them, like whether that's like through an email or just mm-hmm. a message, um, because it can be lonely, you know, like sometimes like on the other side, on the other side of the world, um, maybe they only have a small team, maybe they miss home or something like that. And so just supporting them in that way where it's like they they feel the support from their church or their home of believers back at home. Because um, I know even for me, like when I went on my short-term missions like I felt so much support also knowing that people were praying for me mm. 
like if I would get a message like just in the middle of my short term like that something that would encourage me to keep going and being like okay yeah like mm. I know that God is for me and I know that the people back at home are praying for me and encouraging me so I think that's a, a huge one mm-hmm. too for international missions there's also like if there's if there are anything like we didn't mention here like a good way to support missions is to just research on the things that you can do yeah it's <laughs> yeah. true uh research how you can help people because there are um there are definitely organizations that are there already mm-hmm. um you don't although it would be good to maybe start one where it's it makes your missions feel more personal uh your participation in the missions feel more personal but um see to help and re- see to it that you can help others who are already in missions overseas yeah. um prayer definitely and financial um and also you know how how you can help villages even though um uh, you know there's an organization like passion who sends a goat or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, an animal uh, for a village right uh, and that's like that really supports their living like they can get their milk and um from the goat or mm-hmm. like livelihood with pigs um breeding them and all that um the cool thing about compassion is not only do they like provide the physical but i think for kids you sponsor they also go to school and learn about jesus mm-hmm. so that they mm. that's like they're really focus on providing the spiritual yeah 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 Yeah. so there are definitely organizations out there um you don't have to start one um that can be also overwhelming Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, someone who's new to the idea but Mm -hmm. uh, research what's out there and maybe you can even join in the future so and even just one more thing like with your you know with your church or your you know your family of believers around you like to pray for the world, mm-hmm. you know, pray for the missionaries international. Cause I, like one of the things that we talked about earlier was just how the church might not prioritize global missions as much, mm-hmm. but if we are actively praying like as a church, as a body of believers for the world and for our, you know, international missionaries, I think that will also like help us to have that vision and mm-hmm. heart for the world. So, yeah, if your church doesn't have something like that, like I think that's something that should be started or something mm-hmm. that you can do to reach the world even. Isn't yeah. there like a calendar? Or not a calendar, sorry. There's like an international, okay, today oh, this yes. is who we're going to pray for. Um, so there's like millions of Christians all over the world, world yeah. praying for one particular yeah, country. I don't remember either. Yeah. There's like Open a global... Door? maybe uh, yeah. something like that but we'll yeah we'll research it and, uh, <laughs> well i include it in the notes um, the show notes, the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> wow it feels so official <laughs> um yeah but so let's say there's someone who comes up to you and say they're interested in short-term missions um or global overseas uh what would you say to them so exciting oh my gosh i would be so excited and i think why i'm so excited 
because you don't hear that often mm-hmm. you know yeah. Mm-hmm. like yeah. it's so like i want to say rare but like well yeah rare <laughs> that someone is like oh like maybe i'm thinking about it and yeah like and for someone to have that initial thought of i'm interested like that is so exciting and i say to you like just jump on that because mm-hmm. yeah again like that verse in romans it's like well who how will they what is it how will they hear the name of jesus if they don't if no one tells them essentially you yeah. know and if you have that desire like dude, like there's nothing like there's nothing it's from the holy spirit like, yeah, yeah. There, there's like no cons like mm-hmm. i don't think there's any cons really mm-hmm. um so i would say just go <laughs> and research <laughs> and like and yeah like know that yeah, this is really from the Holy Spirit. And it, it's true, like, God calls us to go and make disciples of all nations. So this is not, like, a feeling from, like, the world or the feeling from the devil. So, um, yeah. And also just, like, thinking about your... I guess also thinking about, like, like why you want to go, mm-hmm. too. Like, what mm-hmm. is your intention behind yeah. it? Like, you just want to go for vacation? Yeah. <laughs> or um, do you do you have that heart for wow like people don't know jesus you know so yeah yeah so exciting <laughs> i i actually don't yeah I don't, I don't think i see that very often either um i would encourage them to keep praying mm-hmm. um if they feel like they don't have any opportunities to go anywhere um i'll you know, pray with them because I know that God will open doors. If he's put that in your heart, then mm. he will open something. Yeah. Um, there's so many opportunities out there to really go overseas and go somewhere um, with a good organization. So keep praying and then keep reading scripture. Keep mm. feeding that desire to want to go and spread the gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty much the same thing. Like Just go, go, go. Although like I tell them to research and at the same time give them resources mm. uh, on some organizations that you know I've I have personally researched that are good um, or even like connect them with a friend who's doing or have done yeah. or has done um, global missions uh, overseas so um, I would definitely explore why they want to yeah. but there's a like there's a line to like walk where I won't, I'll try not to be discouraging. You know, like when it's like, why are you going? Well, what's your motivation? You right. know, it's a, no, it's just like exploring that in a light way and like a very, I guess, wholesome way. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, where are you going? Have you thought about this or da 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 da? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'll definitely be encouraging and um, mm. not be discouraging. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they gave me a like, reason, like, um, oh yeah like god told me i was gonna meet someone overseas or just like oh because i want to i'm like the only hope to these people like i'd still encourage him to go because like knowing god he'll probably just like do something something. yeah he'll change something in their heart Mm -hmm. so it's like it's well said it's a win-win situation (laughs) yeah if god can change paul's heart killing people yeah (laughs) it's true he can change someone's heart and like come back their motivation yeah Come back, yeah. come back with a different motivation of why they're trying to go out there. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And yeah. just another thing, like when you're researching, like what how you we were saying before, um, 
like if you're doing a short-term mission but then like after the short-term mission like there's nothing like there's nothing else there then like that's kind of like a uh, like it's okay Mm -hmm. but if you're researching like definitely see like what they're doing long term like are there people there already like what is the yeah yeah like what you know like what is the church doing on that side just so you know that if you are doing a short-term mission you can say okay yeah like i've impacted these people but i know that there will be people after i leave to continue mm. um the, the discipleship with the people that i've connected with so yeah. that's that's one thing that i i too was researching on when i was thinking about short term just to know like the the long-term effects of why i'm going mm-hmm. cool so. I'd also just one last thing talk about their their fears and stuff because I think when I was thinking about it I had like a really like my thoughts were about uh, do I have the ability am I trained enough and so just like really comforting in them that that's not all you need is a willing heart yeah. and um yeah and the willingness to go so yeah, yeah just encouraging them in that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, because you don't need to be fully trained. You yeah, there, there needs Jesus to. Yeah, you just need to know gospel. Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah. If there's a, like I believe that if there's anything that you say like, in a wrong way while you're out there, like God can still correct it. Mm. Right? So. Yeah. But yeah, that brings us to uh, the end of our discussion. Um, thank you, folks, for joining us in this episode. Wow, thank you, ladies. <laughs> For wow. joining me, Yay. for joining our podcast anytime um, yeah. tonight in this episode. Uh, so we hope that you enjoyed our talk on missions and you are encouraged to join in or support the work that is being done overseas. Mm-hmm. We will definitely post some links and resources if ever you are interested in joining an organization um, to do God's work overseas or even locally. Mm-hmm. Show notes. <laughs> so official show notes um in regards to our episodes we are here every wednesday so be on the lookout for new episodes Uh, you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at the handle at the prodigals pod and if you like what you've been hearing uh, please subscribe and follow us so that you are always up to date with our episodes and if you could do so please leave us a rating and review that way we are able to reach more people out there in the world so this is like an overseas. Mission. Amen. This is it, guys. <laughs> International. By, sh- by sharing this, this is how you are doing this global This is how mission. you support from your local context, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, that's all we have for you uh, in this episode. And we hope that you stay blessed and you stay faithful. And join us next week for another episode of The Prodigals. The Prodigal. <laughs> oh, my. The Prodigal.